feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Welcome to the Standing Desk Podcast. What's up, Dan? What's Bracken, man? How you living? We living all right, bruh. Before we get into uh, two improvements to each major sport. Like Like cricket. cricket. (laughs) We, uh, this is our second time uh, recording this intro. Dude, you don't have to tell them that. (laughs) I think they go on Grey's Anatomy and said, this is the 43rd take of this scene. And go. No. Uh, No, everyone knows Grey's is one take only. Uh, I forgot to click record. (laughs) Classic. Yeah. And we had the peasant subscription model on, uh, yeah, so on Zoom. This is your weekly reminder to donate to the Patreon. We are now paying not only for weekly cooler talk drinks, but also a monthly Zoom subscription, which hurts. You're welcome, Zoom shareholders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, before we get into that and some other stuff, Dan, would you like to share our major milestone? I would love to, Benjamin. Wow. So... To our 24 listeners out there, uh, you have brought us to a very big milestone where we have not one, not two, nope. but three zeros Ooh. at the end of our listen count. That's right, folks. A thousand listens. The one comic club. We've eclipsed it. As part of this uh, milestone, I'd like to say a special shout out to everyone that's donated to the Patreon. Okay. Okay. And that's it. So thank you, Whoa. everybody that's donated to the Patreon. <laughs> thank you all. Thank along you. The way. Uh, I'm looking forward to doubling that number by the next thousand. <laughs> doubling it to zero. <laughs> to zero. Uh, okay, Dan, what, is, what, what sport do you want to tackle first? Uh, um, well, Ben, since you said tackle, we might as well do oh! football. This is just nonstop fun over here, folks, at the Standing Dust Podcast. It, it never stops. Exclusive content. There's more puns on the Patreon. Anyway, all right, you go in. Uh, okay, I'm going to start off. I'm going to steal something from the XFL, which I think would be great in the NFL, which is replace the option to replace a kickoff with a fourth and 20. So if you convert it, you get to keep the ball. But if you don't, then the other team gets to take over from where you failed. So this is after you get a touchdown or at the so, start of the half? Yeah, I scored a touchdown. We have an option to do makers. Whoa. Wait, so fourth and 20 at your 20? At your 30, I think okay. it was. Is that where they kick off from? No, they kick off from the 20, I think. Either way. Okay, so but, you're at your 10. No, you're at your 30. Oh, yeah, you're at your 30. Yeah. But... You you're, well, you're technically at your 30, but you're at your 10. No, no you start your, the, the line of scrimmage is at the 30. Oh, right, 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 right. You have to get to the 50. You have to get to the 50. Okay. I see. But then they start at the thir- other team starts at the 30. Or wherever you get down to at. I see. So you get excellent field position, possibly if you're the defense. But if you're on offense, you get to keep the ball. Interesting. If you convert, but you have to convert. You have to convert. It is fourth down. Yeah, that's. I like that. That's, that's cool. Spicy. I like that a lot. Gamble. I like it. It's like uh, like a 
It's like an onside kick, but better. <clears throat> way better than an onside kick. I feel like it's way more like there's a way higher risk uh, possibility with it. Yeah, fourth and twenties are hard to pull off. Yeah, but oh, I yeah. think it'd be. I think it'd make things a lot more exciting, especially in late game situations. Okay, my one I haven't really thought out too well, so it might not make sense. But my thinking. So each team has one fewer defensive lineman. So like either two or three instead of three or four? Correct. Two or three. Because you can only have three or four, right? There's a limit. Uh, you can put, you can stack the box with more. I mean, technically not down linemen. Some of them are linebackers, but still. Okay. Well, but there are certain limits to sets, right? Yeah, there are. Illegal formations. So you can only have two or three guys directly lined up against the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's and they're the same amount of offensive players. So it's like, what is that? 11 to 10. Yeah, so, so you don't even get an extra defensive back. You just get one less defender. One less defender. So you just want quarterbacks to have more time to throw. No, uh, I think it'll help everything. I think um, uh, this opens up the run game again. I miss the run game. The run game's exciting. So it opens up the run game. So you wow, can't just... Ben's a boomer. <laughs> Yeah, I miss the days of Jim Thorpe running up and um, Jim Thorpe. What a name. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you can just stuff the bot and like these guys are gigantic. So obviously guys never make it out of the line. It's one in what feels like every eight rushes. They get yeah. like a 10 yard game. So what so, if we put no down linemen, but one silverback gorilla? <laughs> or that that works too Bro, can you imagine that's the one thing that's holding you back from getting into the end zone is a literal silverback gorilla Harambe dude but <laughs> then be- up some pads, man. because the run game is developed then like it opens up more passing too so it just it's like makes it more of an offense all right Sean McVay I see you Man lives in L.A. for a few months, and all of a sudden, he's designing the air raid offense. I've been following him. <laughs> following him around. Ben's going to be Sean McVay's new get that guy. <laughs> um, my next one is very simple. It's more of a quality of life update, I would say, as opposed to a full patch. Um, okay. I want the football to whistle like those old Nerf footballs used to. <laughs> True, dude. How sick that would be if it just went... Dude, it was really satisfying. Dude, that was the best. Imagine you're at a football game and you got freaking like Carson Wentz. Or, no, okay, that was the worst possible example. Uh, like Josh Allen hucking a 70-yard whistler down the that field. Good. That'd be so cool. Okay, I had a more boring one, so I'll build on yours for my second one. Overtime has to be played with one of those nerf balls that has like the tail end on it like the rocket looking oh yeah and it whistles yeah yeah well because the like regular size football rubber ones those kind of whistled but not oh yeah no not the full yeah the the twirly guys yeah the offense or overtime has to be played with that ball (laughs) dude you imagine the catches on those i know he's so sick but it is hard because they probably get used to the normal football yeah, but probably like a little like you have to you have to practice for both. 
That's all we're saying, man. The best athletes in the world right there. Exactly. I like it. All right. Next. Let's go to basketball. Okay. All right. I took this one a little more seriously because this is uh, the game I love. Sure. Um, There should be a review board for any referee that exceeds 15 foul calls in a single game. True. If you're blowing that whistle too much, you're put, you're put before the council. And if you suck, you're going to the G league, the G league for refs. True that dude. So none of this sissy nonsense. Every, every, you get audited. You know, we're bringing audit to the NBA. If you're either not calling enough calls or calling the wrong calls, you get ousted. Dude, the refereeing is a problem, and I think that is a solid solution. Because I couldn't – that's my biggest complaint with the NBA, but I know how hard their job is, and, like, more reviews isn't the answer. In-game no. reviews, that sucks. Yeah. So, I like it. Uh, okay, my next one is actually a ref empowerment rule. <laughs> Whoa, two sides of the aisle. Exactly, man. Um, so, mine is a cap on players complaining about their fouls or their, their no calls. So if a player complains, I don't know, let's say more than four times in a game, then it's a tech automatic. Obviously someone has to do someone has to keep Draymond green has to say about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Obviously someone would have to keep track of that. I don't understand. I don't know what the logistics would look like. But, you know, it's very annoying every single play. So someone, like, doesn't get a foul call, and they, like, immediately turn to the ref and talk yeah. to them. I don't know why it bothers me. It doesn't really detract from the game that much. But uh, it's just kind of – yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next one – okay, so there's – okay, I, I was torn between two. One of them is more fun than the other. I'll say the boring one first, but then I'll say the exciting one. Okay. Um, make every series except for the finals five games instead of seven. I like it. I want people to be just going all out for five games instead of having mm-hmm. to conserve themselves for seven. That's a little more boring though, blah, blah, blah. Uh, second rule change is do not, there is no such thing as a fine or suspension for post game media uh, discussions. Yeah, you can facts. say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, NBA it. after dark, man. Yes. Uncensored nonsense. Bring it I all love out. It. Hell yeah. I'm a fan. At least no, like I, not I, criticizing Chris. Like people don't even cuss when, and they criticize the refs. They don't like call them names. They just yeah. criticize the refereeing and they get fined $15,000. Like what the hell yeah. is that, bro? Like I want to hear some dudes like going like, ah, that rat bastard Scott <laughs> Foster was out there reffing again. Dude, seriously. Like I want to hear some trouble. talking. <laughs> Uh, I like it. <clears throat> okay, my second one is also kind of boring. <clears throat> uh, so I feel like no matter how into the game I am, I'm never as entertained in the first half. You're always more excited about the second half, no matter yeah. what. And, but for some reason, when you're watching college basketball, both halves – of the game because 20 minutes and 20 minutes it's not four mm. quarters both seem very exciting yeah i don't know why that is and so like the third and fourth quarter are exciting both halves are exciting for college so i think the nba should go to a two, a two halves system no more quarters you have two and halves would it be 20 minutes or would it be like 30 or 25 i was 
thinking about that. You could do 24 24 to make it the same length. For Kobe. Facts, bro. Jeez. Or you could do just 20. Uh, and that's a player empowerment thing because then they don't play as much, less prone to injuries, yeah. more rest time. I like it. I like it. All right. On to baseball. Baseball. Batter up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, so for the, my first one is the boring one. Uh, <clears throat> shot clock for pitches, like a short shot clock. Backs. I want you guys hucking that thing out there. So I looked it up, and apparently it's 12 seconds, which is like... Ain't no way. I want this to be a five-second pitch count. That ball hits your mitt. You're lining it up. Yeah. Sure. Are we going to have a few more Tommy John surgeries? Maybe. (laughs) But I want to see some dudes throwing 12-6 curve ball, and then eight seconds later, 103 down the middle. Dude, seriously. They have so many pitchers. Like, it can't be that big of an issue. Exactly. There's 30 guys in that bullpen that can throw 95 miles an hour. For real? Let me see them all. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I like it. My other, my alternative to that was that there's no uh, amount of time, I don't think, for the batter to get into the batter's box. I think it's just like a gentleman's rule. Uh, so I think you get six seconds to get into the box from the dugout to the box. And get ready for the pitch. And then the pitch time limit, whatever, five seconds, like you say. So then it's like 11 or 12 seconds tops from start yeah. to finish. And then each reset is like, well, the same or whatever, yeah. you know. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. My second one, uh, completely stop testing for PEDs. Yes, dude. 100%. Bring it back. Bring them back. You, you want to juice? Go ahead. Whatever. I want to see some more Mark McGuire non. I want to see dudes getting raging mad and then hitting 500 foot dingers out there. Dude, people love baseball. When I want to see break. someone break 120 on a pitch for real. Like they could, let's they, get they would crazy. Dude. Yeah, with like sports science the way it is now, that would like be it. so sick. <laughs> let them juice. My last one is um, fans get to pick. The opponent's walk-up songs. That'd be sick. I like that. That's like actually home field advantage. And, yeah, that'd be pretty uh, It gets funny. fans engaged, you know. I don't know. I like it. A, a Twitter poll in the middle of the game. Exactly. Should we play Love Yourself by Justin Bieber or You Was In The Club by Du Boy Boy <laughs> oh, West Coast? My- <laughs> Dude, instant homer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That'd be an unfair advantage. They don't need roids at that point. Tracks. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, the hockey sticks. Yep. Uh, so my first one, I'm a okay. I can't really see the puck that well. Dude, I don't know. For real. If that's because I have glasses, I don't know. Um, we're gonna make the ice black and we're gonna make the puck glowing white. That's actually hilarious because I had a similar thought. I was like, we need to change the color of the ice. Yeah, it's going to be black and it's going to be a bright white puck. I love it. It's going to have a LED light in it. It's going to be <laughs> shining. And so Dude, I can clearly awesome. follow it. That'd be so cool. Like laser tags. Plus the black ice would look so dope. Dude, they look so sick. No, it's so true. I like it. <clears throat> okay, my uh, 
Okay, so I'll do my wild one as well. Okay, so you make... Oh, that wasn't my wild one. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, then I'll do my least less wild one. All right, just four... Okay, right now it's six players on each team. I say you make it four on four. So you have, like, fewer guys... You have one D, one center, one offense, and a goalie. Yeah. They're all just going at it. So it's not, like, all stuffy and... I feel like the puck wouldn't bounce back and forth a million times or, you know, it would. And just, there would be like, be like 30 to 20. It wouldn't be five to two, you know, it's yeah. more more. I like that. It'd be easier to like follow, you know, yeah. it's kind of like hard to watch when there's so many people moving around. Alternatively, it's three people, four people on the ice, you know, front mid goalie uh, defense, Mm. And 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 one that's out there with just their fists. I love it. That's just out there, just bah, literally just right hooks hitter. to people. Yeah. Yes. Em- emphasis on the hitter. Designated hitter. Uh, in, in a similar theme of violence, my second one uh, would be okay. Imagine this: Alex Ovechkin intercepts a pass. He's coming down the ice, one v one. Him, him and the goalie. He's about to take the shot goalie pulls out a beanbag gun and just absolutely <laughs> rocks his world with one of those like riot police beanbag guns. There's, okay. they have three shots. They can take the whole game with that okay. beanbag gun. I like it. And they can just hit whoever they want with it. That's good, dude. They're already wearing pads. Yeah. Might as well true. rock them. That's true, dude. One per you know, period. That would be to like, see the goalie throw down their, their stick and then just reach behind them and pull out a beanbag gun, dude. Yeah, and like the uh, the uh, person on offense could dodge it. You know, who knows? There's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that'd be some sick, dude. That'd be awesome. I'm down. I would watch that any day of the week. All right, my last one's a little less exciting than that. So you make the size of the net bigger. Let's say like the size. Let's say. Like a third six feet of a, tall, okay. six feet tall, uh, and wider. And then the goalie can stand, so they're not wearing uh, skates. And then you make the ground around them the radius; it's just floor. Okay, so they can stand on it, so they don't have to like kneel and do these weird little raise your elbow to block the puck. So it's like lacrosse; like they're like a lacrosse goalie. No, the lacrosse goal. There's a ring around the floor, so no one can just like skate into them. But what if they do, and then they just absolutely go flying? Yeah, 100%. Down, I like that. I'm down for it. So then it's like people probably have a higher chance of scoring, but it's not too unfair. People go flying. I like it. I think that's a great idea. All right. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Sandesk Podcast. It's everybody's favorite segment, Icebreaker, where we call a random person and ask them a random question. Today, we're talking to one of the greatest cinematographers of our time. And yes, everybody, you're right. That's John Jeffrey Harden. Exactly, dude. Uh, The only person that's known me longer than my own mother uh, since birth. We've been like that. Um, so we're going to give him a little ringy dingy ding. Uh, new fa- he's, he's a new father. So uh, that is important context to have uh, in this situation. He's, he's fathered up. Yep. 
this is the first time I've tried to call him. And if you believe me, then I don't know what to tell you. This is like the fifth. <laughs> if you believe me, then you're a sucker. <laughs> if you believe me, then you should donate to the Patreon. Hey, John. Hey, what's up? John, you're on live on the Standing Desk Podcast. Oh, my goodness. Is this the best day of your life? You really made it, man. So, I know. Perfect timing then. So, uh, John, Disney is the most magical place on Earth, similar to the experience of fatherhood. Uh, a very magical experience as well. Um, so I've got a question for you. Yeah. You, you, we love Little Coast. Uh, he, he is your beloved child. He can only watch one movie for the rest of his life. What movie do you choose for him to watch? For the rest of his life. And why is it The Three Amigos? <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. How can you choose like an adult movie for a baby, but then you can choose like a little kid movie? That's why we ask the hard the questions, John. We have a Pulitzer. I could choose a movie that I would want folks to watch for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would go with Toy Story. Oh, the, the first one? The second, which one? OG. OG. Facts. Love to get in. Timeless film. What'd you say? I said it's a timeless film. That's a great choice. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's still, it's still the classic to this day. Um, yeah, you know, you can't beat the, the classics. I mean, it, the spirit of friendship and all that, nothing better. <laughs> Tell him, would Pingu exactly. be the TV show? <laughs> and then ben, ben asked if he could only watch one TV show, would it be Pingu? Would it be what? Pingu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. See, this is the information so that we I want. Admire it from a distance. <laughs> yeah, you'd be we all know he's still on. <laughs> Love that. All right, Johnny boy, we appreciate your your insight into fatherhood. Uh, this is a decision I'm glad I didn't have to make. So I'm glad you were the one to, to make these choices. I'm glad I could make them. Awesome, man. Enjoy your Disneyland experience. It's been pretty uh, not busy, so that's awesome. Thanks. Say hi to Mickey Mouse for me then. Yeah, I will. <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, see you, Dan. Bye. Bye. Wow. You've got a friend. <laughs> Dude, me. was he at the top of the Matterhorn? That was like <laughs> the most garbled audio I've ever heard. Yeah, he, he was apparently in line at a very popular ride. I'm assuming, you know, I'm going to say it was a Space Mountain uh, expedition there. Mm. Uh, based on the echoing and the line format of said ride. Um, Toy was Story. FaceTime? No. Oh. But I was just I was just guessing. Just your imagination. Acoustics. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. Disneyland's all about using your imagination. Sure, yeah. I'm imagining we have tens of thousands of listeners. Hey, there's a difference between imagination and delusion. <laughs> um... Okay, if you could watch one movie, Dan, for the rest of your life, what would it be? Starting now. Three Amigos. No, um, I don't know. That's like, I don't said- want it to. I don't want it to be anything super intense. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Not the Northman. Dude, 
if you haven't seen the Northman and you want to watch some dudes die, that's a great film to see it because it is <laughs> gnarly. Um, dude, maybe something like super bad. Solid. Just a good, that. funny movie. I respect that. I probably do uh, my girlfriend's favorite movie, which is The Hangover. S- similar, similar vein. Similar so like, vibes. Yeah. Light, funny. Yeah. Something you can just kind of mm-hmm. chuck in the background, but also pay attention to if you want to. Actually, no, I'm going to Ocean's Eleven, dude. That is such a good movie. Bro, if that's the only movie you can watch, though. Dude, you'd be surprised how many times I've, how many times I've seen that movie. Is it 11? I think it's less than 11. <laughs> but I'll oh, get we're there. We're at Benji's eight at this point. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Standiness Podcast. You've got a friend in us. God. Oh gosh, I really uh, yeah. All right. I've got a voice for <laughs> silent film. Um so we're we're going back through the archives today. Uh one of in, uh, one of our all-time most popular content sources, and that's the old LinkedIn. Uh we are a business podcast after all. And after all, uh nothing better than people's raging egos and moronic takes on LinkedIn. Uh, to keep the day spicy. So I'm going to read some very real LinkedIn posts from people uh, that I've sourced from the social media app Fishbowl. Shout out to Devin if you're listening for pointing me in this direction. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's the exciting part. We're going to you know chat about it a bit. So the first one is a selfie of someone uh, wearing a baseball hat and drinking out of a Starbucks cup. So you know this is going to be good. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first line, not a Starbucks fan. <laughs> spicy. Okay. Spicy to start. Walk in and put in my order. Lady asks, name for the order? God bless America. Lady, that's your name? (laughs) Me? No, but I would appreciate it if you start writing it on every cup today. They looked at me as if I had said a curse word. (laughs) Shameful. God bless America. And yet you're still buying the drink. Bruh. Nothing says activism like posing with a Starbucks venti, might I add, and slamming a business for being un-American. What was the drink? Like a vanilla soy milk? Yeah, bro. It was a hot drink, and it's definitely something in that vein. Bro, what are you doing? Like, what? That's like saying, what was the day? When was this posted? Uh, I can't see the date on it. It's just a screenshot, but just a hard day and uh, I, I would say a summer America. month uh, based on the outfit choice but mm. nothing bro, like, nothing spectacular going on not like fourth yeah. of july no nothing crazy just random day just god day. bless america yeah just god bless it man oh, that's like, pretty bad i think <laughs> eating cheese should be illegal he said while eating the pizza like <laughs> awful take man um this one is definitely real and not made up so uh, I want to preface that um, if this like this is like someone that spent their time to think this up and write it out. <clears throat> uh, it, it's another one of our favorite mock uh, situations where there is two characters. So of course, I will always it, interviewer. Your resume says a lot. Are you the man in the resume or are you, or or you just faked it? Me. No, I am not the man. I faked it. Interviewer. Why? Me. Ma'am, 
I wanted you to select my resume and give me an opportunity to show my skills in front of you. Interviewer, what sort of skill? Me. <laughs> I just wanted to show my hashtag marketing skill. You selected my resume because I marketed it well. Am I not a good marketer? Interviewer, sorry. We don't allow fake people in our organization and fake marketing doesn't retain customers. You can go now. Me. Wait, how do you know I faked it? Interviewer, you just told me. Me, if you think I'm fake, then why are you believing me right now? <laughs> Inter interviewer, sounds interesting. Please sit down. Me, thank you. First, I marketed my resume, and now I just showed you how to retain a customer in a worse situation. Bro! Bro, what kind of interview porn are you thinking of in your head, man? That's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude, that was honestly really well written. <laughs> like, I, was, I was going back and forth. I was like, oh, man, is he in that on top? Is she in that on top? How do you know I faked it? You just told me. Like, yo, what? Stupid, stupid, no, no. Christopher Nolan is shaking in his boots right now. <laughs> yeah, is that the plot of Tenet? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I went back Whoa. in time and made you believe in my resume. <laughs> oh, man. All right, this one is from a recruiter. Uh, their header says recruiter, influencer of change. If you need talented recruiters, I've got them. That's right. A recruiter looking for other recruiters. What a job. Uh, each, each of the following sentences I'm, I've about, I'm about to say are an individual line on this post. Okay. I've been divorced. Rough start. I've been unemployed. Okay. I've lived at my parents. Okay. I've been fired. Okay. That, I mean, that kind of ties into unemployed, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I've had rumors spread about me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've made mistakes. Uh, please see rumor statement. Okay. So we're just, this person's coming out and saying, I'm an awful person. Yeah. Just, just like, I cannot <laughs> handle being outside of my apartment anytime. <laughs> I will either get divorced or lose a job. Yeah, they must step out their of life. Why are they oh, airing out gosh. all their dirty laundry on LinkedIn? Well, let me like let me tell you, Ben, because none of them ruined me. Did she say airing out my dirty laundry? No, just oh. just here's a list of all of my transgressions in life, and then none of them ruined me. Oh, okay. we have some bad days. Dot dot dot. Seasons even. Dot dot dot. But pain is temporary. The strength you gain from overcoming the pain lasts forever. We must embrace the pain and burn it as fuel for our journey. Like this post, if every day you are getting stronger, keep going. Carolyn, no one should be ever listening to you. <laughs> yeah, who wants to take my mess? That is oh, heinous. It's a, it's a great message, man. I mean, everyone does go through stuff. But like, What's the opposite of ethos? <laughs> yeah, for Just completely real, discrediting yourself in front of your audience. Just... Removing any shirt. I have led four Ponzi schemes. I've been arrested for disorderly conduct three times. Skills include multi-level marketing. Do I still buy crypto? Yes. I'm Keep an occasional going. pickpocket. It's fine. 
Who does committed arson twice. (laughs) One was my divorced husband. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Here's here's another great one. Um, (laughs) I went to a wedding reception a few... Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. This man's name is Mitch. Uh, His header says, driving global e-commerce growth at pattern content creator rubik's cube enthusiast true smart guy yeah smart guy alert pursuit of happiness alert oh my i went to a wedding reception a few days a few weeks ago and five people i had never met said are you mitch from linkedin the the first time i thought wow what are the odds to run into someone from linkedin Oh my god. By the fifth time, I had begun to understand the power of building a personal brand. Hashtag LinkedIn. Hashtag personal brand. Hashtag networking. 189 likes. I mean, this dude's got a brand stronger than Coca-Cola. <laughs> Are you Ben from Patreon? <laughs> Wait a minute. You're the 435,000th most listened to podcast on the internet, aren't you? <laughs> God, You're the dudes brutal. that drink goofy sodas on the internet, aren't you? <laughs> oh, man. How can you say, good. like, I've got a great personal brand and you got 180 likes, bro? That's like <laughs> amateur numbers for any sorority girl in America. Dude, for that's, real, that's a deleted post for most people. <laughs> yes, they get that kind of engagement. <laughs> and this next one is okay. This is just funny. Someone, th- I think this is kind of a joke, but someone in their test scores section of LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, they put a one twenty four over eighty two blood pressure. That's incredible, crazy dummy numbers, bro. <laughs> that is one great blood pressure. I mean, this person's yeah. not going to be going out on extreme catastrophic injury or disability anytime soon i should start doing that dude (laughs) i should put like my height and weight in there yeah (laughs) of value of any company softball team so good and then this last one i wanted to point out is one of the most egregious cases of of a lack of self-awareness of all time (sighs) This hurts me to say. This was this year. This this was uh, posted. So this company was sponsoring a Juneteenth soul food festival and market. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Love it. Celebrate the culture. Celebrate what Juneteenth is all about. Of course. The three keynote speakers are all white. Oh, yeah, I had a feeling. Two of them qualify for AARP. The third one looks like he is scarily attracted to Dan Bilzerian. <laughs> like this guy is built like he's he is four five foot four, one hundred and eighty pounds, and it's sixty percent neck. <laughs> Wearing a blue suit with a white button up underneath it that's buttoned unbuttoned by maybe two buttons too many. Oh no! Yeah, he refers to women as females for sure. Of course. Just how could you in good conscience put some dude named Rex Nelson as a keynote speaker for the Juneteenth Soul Food Festival? I assume this is a white-owned company. 
I believe I, I didn't go that deep into it, but there's just no way it wasn't. <laughs> I, I I kid you not, I didn't read this last guy's name. His name is David Basil. Oh, bro. I mean, even the same initials as Dan Blazarian. <laughs> bro, Basil is like oh. The whitest name on earth besides yeah. like Lindenbaum or Mendelbaum or Mendelbaum. That's the one. Yeah. That's Isn't that your the, last name. That should be my last name. Uh, <laughs> if you want the, if you want the, if you want the full story, we'll tell it on Patreon. Yeah. Facts. Um, but you can call me DM from here on out. Facts. Uh, but yeah, that that's the last one I wanted to point out. And the, this, this uh, session of egregious LinkedIn posting. Great. That was Incredible. Truly some uh, real branding icons. Yeah. On- Tell us your hashtag marketing and hashtag personal brand stories on our Instagram account at Standing Desk Podcast. Back. We'll be back. <clears throat> all right. All right. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> Cold open. Uh, Just like our drinks. With that, Dan, you get to go first. Well, Ben, this is Cooler Talk, by the way. Everyone's favorite segment of the show. Our 500,000 listeners know the segment by now. Exactly. So I'll go first. Ben and I each bought a drink. We're all, we're going to try it uh, live on the air. Um, <laughs> today, I have a delicious vintage Americana Huckleberry Soda. It's the new Americana. This tastes like books and ink. Um, I don't know what Huckleberry tastes like. All I know is Huckleberry Finn. That's why I thought about books. Um, It's handcrafted and sweetened with pure cane sugar. Uh, That would explain the 43 grams of added sugar. (laughs) Oh, God, dude. (laughs) That's a ton. That's insanity. (laughs) There's actually not a lot of ingredients on here this is a pretty simple soda it's carbonated water pure cane sugar citric acid huckleberry and elderberry extracts natural and artificial flavors sodium benzenate uh blue number one and red number 40 of course gotta get that color is producing the nice purple color that i am seeing in front of me today so give it a little crackarooski oh it's uh uh Not a twist off. What's, not what's a twist off. Yeah, what's it's opposite a, of not a twist off. Or a twist off. Yeah, I don't know. Break off. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh, it smells like cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. Anything purple is bound this, to taste, taste like cough syrup. Yeah, this smells like grape Tylenol for kids. The liquid kind. Um, very berry, very aromatic, extremely aromatic. Um, if you were allergic to berries, you would be dead by now. Um, so I'm gonna give it a little swig. Shout out all of our people allergic to berries. <laughs> <laughs> Lost a cousin to Huckleberry once. Uh, one more set. I need one more set to fully judge this. One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Um, it tastes like carbonated uh, snow cone syrup. Mm, that makes yeah to an extent it's mildly enjoyable and in a much larger sense i feel awful about myself for drinking this i feel uh, like you that, cannot down a full one full bottle of that 
No, it would hurt. Uh, I will report back after I inevitably finish it because I'm a binger. Um, I'll give this a six, three. Okay. I would not be, I would want this watered down. Mm. It cool. kind of tastes like jelly. Ugh. If it was thick, I would think I was eating jelly. That's pretty kind of wonky. It depends if you like jelly. What if you had a peanut butter sandwich with it on the side? Dude, that would be gas. That might be dank. <laughs> that would be gas. Or I'd just dunk it in there like uh, Joey Chestnut when he's eating uh, hot yeah. dogs. <laughs> just dunk my peanut butter sandwich in there. Patreon exclusive idea. <laughs> Patreon I'll do it. Or peanut butter sandwich race. All right. I have Young Mango. The newest uh, rapper out of the ATL. Exactly, dude. Out of the uh, Caribbean. Uh, <clears throat> it's from United Sodas of America. USA, baby. Maybe that's what that Starbucks guy was actually talking about. He wanted them to say, God bless the United Sodas of America. This company. Yeah. I mean, that's just hashtag guerrilla marketing. Facts, dude. <laughs> um, nothing crazy about it. What is erythritol? There's seven you grams of it. More, language, more erythritol than sugar. Language of origin: erythritol. Is it a healthy sweetener or a big, big fat lie? <laughs> That's the first result on the internet. Is erythritol safe? Hmm. Yeah, this is not FDA approved. Yeah, that was a firm. That was solid industrial grade pop top right there. Smells like a hint of mango. It actually smells pretty good. It doesn't smell too overpowering. Not too mangoey. Mm. It's okay. Not great. Is it like it's, too mangoey or it's too it's too seltzery? Oh, uh, like too strong, like too carbonated almost. Yeah, you know, okay, you know how with some seltzers you kind of like get I'm not to describe it, but after you taste it, you get this like airy feel in your mouth, like you're just full of, of carbon. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how it feels. That sucks. That's yeah. why I drink liquid death. Is that, does it not have that? It's not as strongly carbonated. Oh, nice. That's the way I like it the most because it's flavored. Uh, they just, they actually, so spoiler alert, I'm going to try and do that one of these weeks for Cooler Talk. They Ooh. just came out with flavored drinks. Ooh. So stay tuned, folks. All right. I'm going to give this a uh, six two. Wow. Six two. And I gave mine a six three. Oh, wait, Drew sent us a recommendation, and I yeah. forgot to read it. I was like, uh, in, incoming scoring. A what? I was like, uh, we're, we're going to update our scoring model, may, maybe based on what Drew has sent us. So uh, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Standing in Our Coolest Shoes Desk podcast. <laughs> Facts. I am not barefoot right now. Yeah, neither am I. The Lord gave me two shoes, and they're cold my feet. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in these Louboutins.
So, Dan, you posed this idea, so why don't you intro it? Yeah. So, I don't know what came into my head, uh, but sneaker culture is a very big thing nowadays. People collect shoes from an era in which they weren't even born yet. True. Uh, And even some of the shoes that are more recently released, uh, the the black and red Jordans can cost thousands of dollars, and then the ones that are red and black can also cost thousands of dollars. True. Lord knows why. The brands, Um, bro. Yeah, exactly. So I figured we'd kind of talk about the history of some of the greatest sneakers of all time, but from our, our younger days, the days of our youth, uh, the high, the high school and prior days. Yeah. Cause neither of us were like, obviously hype beasts. <laughs> no. Um, and I feel like it wasn't as big of, well, it was, but the internet didn't, you know, spread sneaker culture as much. So yeah, it was more in like blogs and, uh, you know, forums and stuff. So East Bay magazine. Dude, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what, Dan, were some of your favorite sneakers from high school and before? I mean, there's no greater shoe, I think, and I still consider purchasing them all the time as the off-white or regular white Vans. True. That is the multi-dimensional shoe. It's true. I saw someone wearing these this weekend and i was like yeah it's a it's an evergreen shoe yeah it's it can go kind of anything up into your more soft business casuals Mm -hmm. uh it can be the ultra casual it can be your beater shoe it can be anything but golly gee did they just hit the nail on the head with the design of their basic shoe yeah the blue the blue stripe on the midsole yeah beautiful perfect yeah that cream it's it's crispy. crispy But damn, we both say crispy. <laughs> but they do look terrible when they're cooked. I think. I think they look like dog shit. When they're cooked. Oh yeah, when they've just been going through it. It's just like brown and gray. Yeah, you. They've seen. They can get the wear and tear pretty visibly on them, which hurts. But yeah. when they're brand new, wowza! True. Wow. Like it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, where's my list go? Uh, so I'll go with a further throwback. Uh, so when I was a kid, I had these Tony Hawk skate shoes, like Tony Hawk had his own, uh, brand and they pretty much looked like Heelys, but they weren't Heelys. And they had this like H on the side. They were all black. I don't know why, but I thought they were the hardest shoes of all and it's not like I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I yeah. remember oh, feeling yeah. so strongly about those shoes. I actually have a picture with them uh-huh. on the Instagram. <laughs> so follow us, Standing Desk Podcast. Um, but yeah, I remember like being upset when I grew out of them. But I, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. be, uh, and they didn't have the same model. In in uh, oh the, that's tragic. It was like discontinued. I was like, are you kidding me, bro? That so, sucks. Yeah, it was like one of those like DC Osiris style shoes, except yeah. it Echo wasn't unlimited. Yeah, but it wasn't like Echo, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Echo it was, was tra- easy. No, it was sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna kind of piggyback right on off that and just go with the Heelys, the 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 obvious low hanging oh. fruit. I remember when John got Heelys, I was gobsmacked that of they, course he had Heelys. probably yeah. so good at them oh yeah he was um they're so cool the the genius that put 
wheels in shoes. So I could just wheelie dealy wherever I need to go. <laughs> Incredible. Absolutely genius. Yeah, it's hard to get them. They cost like hundreds of dollars on eBay. Oh, yeah. Like they're very difficult to find and unless you like find someone to custom make them. But like who's going to spend the time to do that? Like that's that's hard to do for your everyday Joe. Yeah. So Healy's elite shoe. I like it. <clears throat> okay, my next one. Uh, where's my list? Where's my list? Um, so <laughs> I never had these, but I always wanted them. And I don't, looking back, I don't know what I was thinking, but do you remember Nike shocks? Oh, yeah. They had like the springs on the heels, dude. Yeah. I thought those were innovative so technology. Sick. A few of my friends who were like really athletic had them. And I was like, is that helping them? Like, are they athletic because of these shoes? Is this why I'm not on varsity? <laughs> Straight up, you know, it's like, is this, will this push the needle? So, um, yeah, I, uh, I always wanted those shocks. I think they could actually make a resurgence soon. I think, I think, I think Supreme so. actually like, uh, did a collab or, or tried to like, uh, retro them. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Really? Yeah. Um, so yeah I like it that's a good one Uh, my next one is one that everyone lusted after but uh, we never quite got them and that's the Nike Roche dude I yeah I was that silhouette ran the world for a few years (laughs) yeah dude 100% bro like crazy popular (laughs) and it's just the most basic shoe design on earth is the is the funny part yeah like oh yeah it's nothing special i think they're i mean they're pretty whack now obviously yeah but back in the day like they were so cool just because just because Mm -hmm. i don't i I can't i don't know what it was about them it it was it's literally just like kind of a slow gradual increase in kind of that chunky soul yeah the chunky soul of it yeah people lost their gosh danged minds over it yeah, I saw this meme. It was like, don't ask. Uh, it's like the don't ask a uh, woman her age, a man his salary. Oh, yeah. And like a, a fashion bro, if he ever wore roaches. <laughs> yeah. Like they still, so they, so Nike still makes them, but they're a golf shoe now. <laughs> that's how you know they're cooked. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's just hilarious. I, I almost bought them. I was like, dude, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I remember seeing them like uh, in consignment, like a last chance. Ooh, I was so close. Um, I like it. Okay. My next one is not an everyday sneaker, but a basketball sneaker. Hyperizes, dude. I know dude, you remember my green hyperizes. Yeah. Of course, I remember the freaking hyperizes, dude, man. Those things are legendary. Was like, the best silhouette of a basketball shoe that was not Kobe's that's ever existed. It oh, was, agreed. it was like top tier and the swoosh was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect height, had like ankle support. It had all, it had edges, bro. It was a sleek ass shoe and they discontinued it. I don't know. Like, I feel like they did it kind of quick too like i feel like they, they weren't yeah. around for super long they like change into hyper fuses suddenly yeah yeah those those were that was a, that was a great shoe 
kind of like the original like dunks yeah true or uh hyper dunks yeah yeah Ugh, what a what a freaking shoe um okay going back a little further my last one any shoe that lit up any true if true. there were lights on that boy i don't care if it was power rangers i don't care if it was spider-man if there were lights on that bad boy i wanted it and I don't think I ever had any growing up. So I, I'm still in pursuit of my first pair of, of light up shoes. I feel like if you get them now, you're kind of a weirdo. Bro, I work from home. Who's going to notice? <laughs> like the people at the raves that get those. Oh, yeah. That's a little spooky. Yeah. That's that's a, that's an odd thing to do. <laughs> uh, okay. My last one is uh, I had these like, so when I ran cross country freshman year, they recommended that you get some special running shoes. You don't just get Nikes. So we went to this running store and I got New Balances. At the of time, course. New Balances were so gross. Like, they were very out of style. They were ugly. No, I was like, what the hell's that end, bro? But, and they so were tough. ugly, dude. They were like silver and red. But Ooh. now, dude, they go hard. Dude, you could sell them boys for $5,000. Dude, dude, they, yeah, I miss them. I threw them out. They lasted, like, they were great shoes, great running shoes. They lasted, like, six years. Uh, Dang. Yeah, very sad to see them go. I don't know the model number or anything, so unfortunate. Now they're making a full comeback. They're the shoe to have. Facts. Wow, look at you being ahead of the times. A hipster since day one. <laughs> Except not a so embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. I was like 12 years too early. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I remember when like, I was wearing like Air Monarchs and stuff like that. Like, with the f- someone made fun of me because I had like a big lip on them. And I was like, oh, man, like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, the good old days getting clowned for sneakers on the playground. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wonder what it's like now. Like, oh, bro, you don't have the latest Travis uh, Nike Clabber? What the hell? Dude, are those reps? <laughs> are those dunks from two yeah. <laughs> Are those dunks from two seasons ago, bro? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, it would suck so bad to be a kid nowadays. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Like, the trending shoes are all, like, $1,000. And back in our day, back in my day, <laughs> it was literally just Vans. Dude, that was pretty clutch. $40 shoe. Yeah. Doesn't get better than that, folks. Bring back cheap shoes as a trend. Facts. All right. That's another episode. Standing desk. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with more. As As always, per usual. Subscribe to the Instagram Standing Desk Podcast. Donate to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Standing Desk. Get after it, folks. See you.